What is going on, Solo fam? My name is John Solo. You're listening to the Messed Up Origins podcast, and with the holiday season being in full swing, the consumption of candy is at its yearly peak. Kids have thrown out the old school food pyramid as well as Maslow's hierarchy of needs and replaced every level of them with sugar. But having experienced childhood, we all know what road that leads down. The sugar is going to give them cavities, the cavities will make their baby teeth fall right out of their heads, and someone's going to have to come and collect them. What I'm trying to say is the holidays are the Tooth Fairy's busy season, so I want to give her some well-deserved spotlight as well as a way of saying thanks for all the money. Now, what do you need the teeth for? In all seriousness though, when you think about it, the tooth fairy trading money for teeth is a seriously weird tradition and one that I wanna get to the bottom of. So today we're gonna try and figure out where she could have possibly come from and look at some other famous tooth collectors from all around the world, because believe it or not, she's not the only one. Chapter one, who is the tooth fairy? So one of the many interesting things I learned while researching the Tooth Fairy character is that she's pretty exclusive to America. As the world has become increasingly connected in recent decades, more and more countries are adopting her, but I still want to break down the tradition behind her for those who aren't familiar with it. To put it simply, here in America, whenever a kid loses one of their baby teeth, their parents will tell them to put it under their pillow or on the nightstand for the Tooth Fairy when they sleep. Then when the kid wakes up in the morning, their tooth will be replaced with cold, hard cash. And by cold and hard, I mean coins usually. It's a pretty odd tradition, I'm not gonna lie, but it's an important part of American kids' lives. I remember back in first grade, one of the arts and crafts our whole class made was a little tooth-shaped pillow that had a pouch to put your lost teeth in. For some reason, I felt inclined to give myself three tooth pouches, you know, in case I lost three teeth in the same day but I only ever needed one. Now, when it comes to the amount of money the Tooth Fairy leaves a kid, that can range anywhere from 25 cents to about 20 bucks. At least that's the most I've seen, but if you got more, definitely let me know in a comment because I need new people to hate. If you wanna get more specific though, I found a survey that Visa conducted back in 2013 asking 1,006 American parents how much they leave their kids, because I hate to break it to you, but it's not actually a fairy making the exchange and the results were pretty surprising. The survey said that on average, kids receive $2.70 a tooth, and that amount had actually decreased from $3 back in 2010. Only 3% of children were given a dollar or less, and 8% found $5 or more. $5 or more, can you believe that? We got some wealthy ass teeny boppers walking around nowadays. Wanna know how much I got as a kid? 50 cents a pop. One time I got a dollar and I felt like a king. Little side story, I remember back in the day when I told that to the girl who lived across the street from me and she started bragging that her parents loved her more because they gave her $5. And that shit stung, bro. It's all good though. Her parents split up, so I won in the end. Now to the people like me who think that $5 sounds like a whole lot for a baby tooth, Get a load of this. In 2017, the Medical Journal of Australia surveyed 1,274 Swedish parents about how much their kids got. Because like I said, the tooth fairy's gone international in recent decades. Their survey said that Swedish kids were left 7.2 Swiss francs on average, or in other words, about eight US dollars. I know, like how much do these parents think baby teeth are worth? Are they selling them on the black market for profit? Someone please explain this to me. Now, before you make the same mistake I did and go calling up your parents 
months demanding the tens of dollars plus interest they owe you from robbing you toothless all those years, I gotta tell you about a survey that I ran here on the channel because I just could not believe that kids were making such fat stacks on their baby teeth while I was getting pocket change. And in my humble opinion, the results of my survey make way more sense. Out of 26,000 people, 49% received a dollar or less, 15% were given more than a dollar, only 6% were given more than $5, and a whopping 30% didn't get a damn thing. Now this obviously isn't the purest survey I could have done. It doesn't take into account the time period that each participant was a child, so inflation isn't adjusted for, and it also assumes everyone who voted is in a country where the tooth fairy is a thing. But even after taking those factors into consideration, this is way more in line with what I remember other kids my age getting. I do feel like we should have a moment of silence for the 30% who didn't get anything though. Apparently the tooth fairy discriminates more than I thought. Chapter two, traditions and superstitions. Now, like I said, the Tooth Fairy character is pretty exclusive to America, or at least started out that way. But we are definitely not the only people who do weird stuff with our teeth. For example, in a lot of Spanish-speaking countries, the tradition is exactly the same, only instead of a Tooth Fairy, a little rodent named Ratoncito Perez will stop by to take the tooth while the kid is sleeping. You can actually see the little guy in action in the Rise of the Guardians movie. It's a cute little Easter egg that probably went underappreciated here in the States. But in Argentina, Ratoncito functions a little differently, and it kinda makes me want to puke. No offense. Instead of putting it under their pillow, kids will put their tooth in a glass of water next to their bed, and during the night, Ratoncito will take the tooth, drink the water, and leave some cash in its place. I've gotta say, up until this point, I thought hot dog water was the grossest kind, but it just lost the throne to baby tooth water. But if that's not gnarly enough for you, check this. In Russia and Afghanistan, kids will leave their tooth in rodent holes with the hope that a rat will swap it with a tooth as strong as their own. Call me crazy, but I don't wanna put a tooth that a rat's touched in my mouth. I don't care how strong it is. There's also traditions around the world that involve disposing of the tooth in other creative ways. For example, in some Middle Eastern countries, they throw the tooth directly at the sun, and in Greece and India, they toss it under the roof of their house. Another very common custom in countries all around the world and across time is burning the teeth, but the exact reason for their incineration depends on where and when it takes place. For example, in England, children used to be instructed to burn their baby teeth to save them from hardship in the afterlife. Apparently, the belief was that children who didn't would be to spend the rest of eternity trying to find them after they died, which, when you think about it, would be a horrible punishment. If that happened to me, I'd probably just end up sucker punching a few kids from the shadow realm and taking their teeth instead. But if you look at Europe during the medieval times, there was a belief that if a witch came into possession of your baby teeth, she would have complete power over you and you would be forced to do her bidding. So, the teeth had to be destroyed. Continuing on with that supernatural train of thought, in both Irish and British folklore, there was a belief that if an evil spirit, pixie or fairy was coming to kidnap you and you left one of your baby teeth out as a sacrifice, they would accept it in your place. You know what that means, right? If you didn't like your sibling, all you had to do was throw away their tooth bait to get rid of them. Ah, such simpler times. Chapter three, origins. That was a quick look at traditions and superstitions about teeth from all around the world. But let's get back to the Tooth Fairy and give the name of this video a little more legitimacy. Now the weird thing about the Tooth Fairy is that compared to other benevolent figures in folklore like Santa Claus, not a whole lot of research has been done on her and there's really no obvious reason for it. However, we do have a few ideas about where the tradition started and more importantly, why it started. While the Tooth Fairy is a relatively recent invention, kids being paid for their teeth is not a new concept. In addition to all those traditions I just 
mentioned, there's one that goes even further back to the days of Vikings. It turns out that Vikings would actually pay children for their teeth because they were said to bring good luck in battle. Then you have tanned fee or tooth fee, an old tradition in Northern Europe where a child was paid for the first tooth they lost. Now, unfortunately, there isn't any evidence that either of these customs are related to the tooth fairy, but there are some folklorists out there who suggest such theories. If you want an evidence-based origin though, look no further than an issue of the Chicago Tribune that was published on September 27th, 1908. It's the earliest written record that mentions the tooth fairy that we've ever found, and interestingly, isn't a story, poem, or even a nursery rhyme. Instead, it's a piece of advice submitted to their household hint section by a woman named Lillian Brown. She says that many a refractory child will allow a loose tooth to be removed if he knows about the tooth fairy. If he takes his little tooth and puts it under the pillow when he goes to bed, the tooth fairy will come in the night and take it away, and in its place will leave some little gift. It is a nice plan for mothers to visit the five cent counter and lay in a supply of articles to be used on such occasions. To put it another way, if your kid has a loose tooth but is too scared to do anything about it, all you have to do is tell them the tooth fairy will reward them if they let you pull it. And that's really all there is to it. Obviously, the tooth fairy had to be around before 1908 because Lillian Brown had to hear about her from somewhere, but there's a good reason to believe that she was invented for the purposes being suggested. That being said, in my opinion, the tooth fairy deserves a little more credit than that. In many cases, she's kids' first exposure to the idea of capitalism and what it means to have money of your own. And from there, many other conversations about fiscal responsibility can be had. No, you're of course not gonna talk to your first grader about high yield bonds and day trading, but you can talk about the basic concept of saving money to be used later or combining the loot they get from multiple teeth to buy something special. Just like how a yearly visit from Santa Claus encourages children to behave, the tooth fairy can encourage them to save. And given the economic crisis that's ravaged our country this year, I'd say that's a pretty good message to get in their head. But now I'm curious, what's your takeaway from all this solo fam? Do you have any thoughts on the tooth fairy you wanna share with the class? Did you believe in her growing up or some other dental deity? Thank you all for tuning in to the Messed Up Origins podcast. We're posting episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So don't forget to sacrifice the five-star and follow buttons to the algorithm gods to make sure they bless your feed with more mythological and folklore content. If you have any thoughts on this episode you'd like to share, like if you really enjoyed it or are dying to correct my pronunciation of something, hit me up under the Messed Up Origins handles on Twitter and Instagram. And to those who are craving more Messed Up Origins, feel free to check out other episodes episodes of the podcast or look up my YouTube channel called John Solo to experience the original episodes complete with visual aids and custom made artwork. Until next time, Solo fam, my name is John Solo and don't forget, John shot first.